Hey parents, it's Robin McMahon here. Before you dive into this episode, I want to say thank you. Thank you for listening to my show, Parenting Our Future. And did you know that you can watch this show as well on YouTube? If you want to watch this episode instead of listening to it, you can head over to my YouTube channel, Parenting for Connection, where you will find all of my podcast episodes, as well as a library of my videos that have tips and parenting strategies on how to parent even the most difficult kiddos. You will learn how to get better behavior, better listening, so that you can feel more calm and confident in your parenting, no matter what you're facing. So I hope to see you over on YouTube. Now back to the show. Hey, it's Robin here. Welcome to another episode of Parenting Our Future. Okay, guys. We struggle with this as parents, this whole online world, this whole device world. We love it. We hate it. We love it. We hate it. I have somebody you are absolutely going to love. She is so cool. I follow her, whether she's on my podcast or not, I would follow her. It's Titania Jordan. She is the chief marketing officer and chief parent officer of Bark Technologies, which is an online safety company that helps keep keep kids safe online and in real life. I love her work. I love Bark's work. I love everything. She is a thought leader on digital parenting and has contributed to pieces in Wall Street Journal and Forbes, Huffington Post, Fox Business, Daily Mail, USA Today, Vogue, and more. And her first book, Parenting in a Tech World, was published in 2020, great timing, uh, and quickly became a bestseller on Amazon. Titania is also featured in the 2020 documentary Childhood 2.0 uh, and frequently appears uh, on different shows talking about this subject matter on shows like The Today Show, Steve Harvey, The Doctors, CBS This Morning, Good Morning America. Fox News, and so on. So many different places. Uh, and in 2017, Titania founded a Facebook group where parents can come together and get advice on raising kids in the digital age, share stories, and learn the latest news about social media. And so we're going to talk about parenting in a tech world, which is the name of her group and also the name of this podcast, because this is what we... This is what we've got to do. We have no choice as parents, but to understand the tech world to keep our kids safe. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Oh, well, it's truly my honor. And as we talk, we're we're moving out of the spring break time and into summertime. And, you know, when your kids are little, they go to camps, they still have daycare, but as they get older, they're home with you and free time can mean a lot of screen time. So we've got to get ready and let's start thinking about this now. So what I want to do is I want to first ask you, because this is a question I get all the time too, what is the right age to give your child their first phone or really device, whatever, whatever it is, phone, tablet, you name it. What's the right age? So excellent question. Uh, the short answer is that there is no one magic age. It depends okay. on the age stage and maturity of your child and uh, your life circumstances. It depends on the device. It depends on the device's capabilities. It depends on what parental controls uh, you have learned about and implemented, whether it's the built-in ones that come with the device. You know, with Apple devices, there's family sharing. With Google mm -hmm. devices, there's family link. 
et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it, short answers, it depends. Now, what I will say is that based on the hundreds of thousands of parents that share their hearts in the group every single day, I've yet to hear a parent say, I waited too long. You know, I really <laughs> should have let my child have access sooner. Not, not a single one. Right. And then flip side and myself included have felt this way, which is I should have waited a little bit longer. I wish I didn't give in so soon. Right. There's a, a wonderful community called wait until eighth. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them, but it's, it's really trying to get a band of families together that will commit to waiting until eighth grade to give their child their first smartphone, because it's a lot easier when your child is advocating for something that you can say, you know what, there's about 10 of us, you know, in this grade, we're all going to wait because it's the best thing for you. So you can oh, do it. You're not the only one. I love that because it's like, isn't it always the other parents that kind of screw it up for us? hundred percent, hundred percent. You can set all the rules, you know, no junk food and no, no this and no that, you know, and then it just goes right out the window, the first sleepover and the first yeah. whatever. So it's hard. Now, what I will say is I know based on the data that we have, a lot of children are getting smartphones younger and younger and younger, and that's mm -hmm. just smartphones, right? A lot of even younger kids, four-year-olds to six-year-olds have tablets and they make great babysitters and I get it, but they're great mm -hmm immediate babysitters, but the, the long-term negative ramifications for introducing that addictive tech, um, for filling that boredom hole so easily, uh, you will, you will regret. I'm here to tell you, you will regret it. I agree. I agree. Uh, and, and you and I both have teenagers and we are living proof that there are regrets and take it from me, take it from you. Uh, you know, it is, a, it, it is easier in the moment and look, neither of us are here to say parenting is easy. It is the hardest thing you will ever do. And, uh, and, and, you know, easy has nothing to do with parenting, right? Uh, taking the easy way out is not necessarily ever going to help. So, you know, be really intentional about it. And you're absolutely right. There's nobody that says, well, I, I really wish I'd given it to them earlier. Uh, and, and, you know, there, there comes a point and I, and I have somebody that uh, is one of my clients and, and she is really struggling right now because at Christmas, everybody got a tablet. She's got four kids. Everybody got a tablet. And now she's like, well, what do I do? I'm going to take this away. I'm going to take, and it's like, okay, well, that is also not the best strategy because you're saying yes to something, but then arbitrarily saying no to it when you displease me or, you know, whatever. And I think, and, and I'm, I'm curious what you have to say about this. When you do finally give them the device, should there not be an agreement about what's okay, what's not okay? you know, a sharing of passwords, a sharing of what app is okay. And again, you know, family sharing is, uh, is, is great. We have that on our Apple phones. Um, like you said, Android family link, uh, that way, you know, my husband and I have to approve an app in order for our kids to get them on their phones. But what, what do you, what do you say about introducing that device in? Yes. So with any major life commitment, uh, there's usually a contract involved and mm. the tech introduction, because tech is such a powerful tool, 
requires, I believe, a, a family tech contract where you can sit down and go over, you know, here's what we will do. Here's what we won't do. Here are the things we will say. Here's, you know, if we see something inappropriate or unkind, you know, here's here are the steps we're going to take. If we break these rules, here are the ramifications. You know, yeah. it's it's a family tech contract. Um, print it out, put it on the fridge. So there's no, no confusion and pardon the pun, but it really gets everybody on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, and, and look, I think that it, it goes both ways. We have to agree to certain things too, as do our kids. Like we're not going to take it away arbitrarily because you displease me or, you know, you didn't get the right mark on, on a test or something like that. Right. You've got to be really clearly defined. Maybe that is one of your values and that is a boundary that you have fine, but let's, let's make sure that we're on the same page. Exactly. And that we also, uh, you know, we also respect what we've said that we will and won't do. Right. So anyway, I love that. Any, where, where do you get those kind of contracts or where do you, um, you know, where can you see something like that so we can use it and copy it? <laughs> so we actually have one. I am pulling up um, a free family tech contract that we created at Bark that anybody can use. Doesn't matter where you are in the world. Um, it's a free download. And let me just copy this link and drop it right here into the Zoom chat for you so that everybody watching and listening uh, can can grab that and go to it. Free download, it's so Thank helpful. You. Thank you so much. And what we'll mm -hmm. do is I'll make sure that that goes into the show notes. So for everybody listening, it'll be in the show notes. If you're watching on YouTube, it'll be in the description. Uh, and then we'll also make sure it's part of the toolbox. Uh, so when you go into this episode's uh, toolbox area, you'll be able to get that there too. So that's great. Uh, and uh, okay, so here's here's what I want to ask you, um, and and I and I want to reiterate something before I before I do that. You know, when you have a phone, it is a portal to the outside world, which means pornography. It means sexting. It means it means bullying. It means extortion, sextortion. It means all of those things. So let's not forget that that's what that phone is. And if that doesn't make you think twice you know, I don't know what will, right? Um, I remember as a very young, maybe I was 19, I worked at this, or I volunteered at this place called Science World. And the internet was very new, if not, I don't know if I'd ever even been on the internet at this time. And there was a computer in one of these labs and somehow these kids managed to get pornography. It was like, oh, they were like, oh, like they didn't mean to, but they obviously typed something in and- yeah, like things are a million times worse now. So what can you tell us about the things that are coming up the most with parents in the group that you have or just that you're hearing? Like what is, what's going on out there that we need to know about? I'm, I am so glad you asked. Um <laughs> There's a, we do a report every year, an annual report where we analyze billions, literally billions of data points um, across the children's devices and accounts that, that Bark is monitoring. And last year we analyzed more than 4.5 billion messages across text, 
email, YouTube, more than 30 apps and social media platforms. Wow. And here's what we found. I'm dropping it in the um, Zoom chat right now. I know you'll have it for your listeners and, and viewers in the show notes. Absolutely. But quickly, just to showcase the fact that you know, 36% of tweens and 64% of teens were involved in a self-harm or suicidal situation. And this is where, you know, Bark, Bark's algorithm detected it and then sent a parent an alert. And many times these parents had no idea their children were struggling until Bark brought it to their attention. So whether it's high rates of sexual content, predatory behavior, uh, disordered eating related content. We know that's a big problem on social media, anxiety, bullying, depression, violence, drug and alcohol related content. All of it is covered uh, in this annual report that I, that I shared with you and you all can access for free. And it's staggering. It's, it's a punch in the gut. Look, I, I have to say, I mean, I'm seeing that unfold in real life. I really am. You know, um, I haven't seen it with my own kids. Uh, doesn't mean that they haven't encountered it. I'm sure they have. And that's sobering. You know, it, it, and, and as we know, those algorithms like attracts like, you know, they just keep pushing more stuff. And so when you see Bark Technologies and the Bark app, Bark notifies parents what you mean by that is you have a bark phone that people can 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 get and you also have a bark app so why don't you tell can you tell us a little bit about those two things and and more that bark offers uh and then i i want to get back to a couple examples of some of the things that we're seeing out there um particularly that i've seen you talk about that i want to bring up and uh, and then even more absolutely yeah so for any parent uh, listeners and viewers who are in the United States, you're in luck because we launched a safer smartphone for kids that doesn't look like a kid's phone. Yeah. So if, think, I'm not saying you should, but I'm saying if and when you do decide it's time, you're welcome. You're in luck. There is a smartphone that we offer uh, that is, it's a Samsung A13. It's an Android phone and it gives parents complete control over all the aspects that parents should have control over, right? Who can text my child? When can my child text or receive calls? You know, do I want the child to be able to be on the internet or not? Do I want them to access Snapchat or not? Should they be able to use the camera or not? Like all the things, right? It's a powerful tool. So we enable the parents to be able to do that. You know, if you want your child to access everything, cool, you can do that. If you want to dial it back, you can also do that. So it's a really great, sleek, safe phone for kids. Again, if you're in the U.S., can't wait to roll it out across the globe. Now, if you, um, if your child already has a smartphone, if your child does have access to connected tech, right? Maybe they have a, a Chromebook from school or there's a family iPad or, or whatever. There's a lot of ways kids can access the internet, right? Both inside and on the go, inside the home and on the go. So we have a, an application that you can uh, download and utilize, you know, from your phone, from your parent phone, you can download the Bark parent app and get your child's devices and accounts connected. Um, Bark will then analyze their communications and then send you an alert when there's a problem and offer best recommended next steps for how to address. So if you, um, if you're in Canada, if you're in Europe, if you're in a few places where Bark isn't yet, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I would like to be there for you ASAP. And in the meantime, we have 
some amazing pieces of content to help educate you on um, what you need to know about all the places you you need to know about. And then we also covered the free built-in parental controls that do come with the devices um, that you are giving your children. That's fantastic. So you really are like the full spectrum. Here's a phone with everything that you need. Here's an app if you already have a phone. And if you are outside of our area, then we've got all these other goodies for you that you can take in and and uh, and and look at. And so it's bark.us. That's your site. And uh, and so please go, please go wherever you are in the world. Please go because um, look, it, it, it more more knowledge is certainly not gonna gonna hurt you. Uh, and the more informed you are, the better it's gonna be for you. The easier it's gonna be for you. And and look, none of us want our kids to be in crisis. Uh, they're self-harming, being bullied. And, you know, you know, here's the thing about this whole, this whole topic is that along with this technology piece, we want to be building and nurturing our relationship with our kids too. We want to grow that connection because if something does happen online, we want to have the kind of relationship where they'll want to come to us, where they'll want to talk to us. Well, they, that they know we are the trusted allies in their life. And if we don't have that relationship, then we better identify some other trusted adults in their life, their coaches, their teachers, their counselors, any, you know, their family members, because this is the, the, the consequences when left unchecked are just too high. Would you agree? A hundred percent. It's almost like, I mean, (laughs) I should be interviewing you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's, uh, it's, we are living in an experiment right now. No child has ever had this much access um, at such a young age, right? They're just, they're, they're inundated constantly. It doesn't ever really go away and it's too much too soon. And we also, as as society and mental health care professionals, pediatrics, schools, parents, et cetera, we're not equipped yet to, to yeah. properly deal with it and help them, much less the the larger tech companies that are um, infiltrating our kids' minds, you know, they're, they're not even set up um, to help support. So it's it's all very new. We need to not stick our heads in the sand. We need to be vulnerable with our children. They need to know that we are a safe place. We're not going to freak out. We're not going to punish them. Yeah. We're really going to learn alongside them. Yes. Oh, I love that you said that. Yeah. You know, look, you can come to me with anything. You're not going to get in trouble. I'm going to help you through it, you know, and that's what we need to enforce a hundred percent. And, and, and look, the thing is, is that we're up against, like you said, these companies that know more than we do. And we're busy. We're so busy, addicted to our own stuff online, right? Never mind our kids. And you know what makes me angry is that the people who are in these companies making these decisions, doing these things, they have kids too. What the heck are they thinking? Yeah. Well, I know specifically Evan Spiegel of Snapchat, his children aren't old enough. I really think he's going to have an about face once they become old enough and interested in sending disappearing photos um you know mark zuckerberg's kids they aren't old enough um adam masseri's kids not old enough they all have young kids um i don't know about the the ceo of, of tiktok 
Um, but I can assume he also does not have children old enough uh, to be using the platform yet. So it comes fast though. I mean, even just the difference between having a child who is nine and 14, where my son is now, so much has changed. So it's um, it's maddening, but there is hope. Uh, at least in the United States, there uh, are bills being passed. You know, most recently, the state of Arkansas just passed a law that's going to require uh, parental uh, consent and age verification before a child can use social media. And so there's a domino effect and the dominoes are starting to fall. But every single day, there are children who are being harmed. And it's just um, it's not enough and it's not fast enough. Every day, and there is no one profile that is more attractive to a predator than another. And uh, you shared something that I literally almost fell off the off my chair. Uh, and that is a filter that makes you look like a child, makes you look like a young teenager. And yeah. you're like forty something year old mom looks like a fourteen year old. That is diabolical. And that's the sort of thing we need to be sharing with our children. Yeah. You know, if yes. younger, you know, and we hadn't had a million conversations about tricky people and stranger danger and online predation and sextortion as he got older. I'd be like, look, this filter can transform mom at 42 into a 16 year old. Now, if you see the filter top and bottom comparison, that's one thing, right? You know that it's either one or the other. Um, but the problem is, is that this tech exists outside of this particular filter within this particular platform. So yeah. it's only a matter of time before a bad actor or a tricky person, a bad person uses mm -hmm. just the filtered version to, to groom you, to talk to you, to befriend you. There's so many children, so many teenagers, so many smart teenagers who truly believe they are talking to somebody their age yeah. and then eventually that's not the case. And it's heartbreaking when they, instead of going to their parents, decide to to die by suicide because of their shame and embarrassment. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And thank you for saying that it is smart kids. Like this is not a vulnerable child necessarily. This is not a depressed child, a impoverished, impoverished child. It is, it is, it is every kid. It's the kid next door. And, yes. and the shame is real. And that's why that, that relationship is so important, right? If they're in trouble, there's nothing that we can't handle. One of my best friends said to me that she was talking to her daughter and said, you know, there is nothing you can tell me that's going to scare me. And to know that that's how your mom feels. I mean, of course, like so that she's going to be scared to death about whatever yeah. kid says, but my face is not going to show you that. My face is going to show yeah. you that I'm not scared. As long as we know later. <laughs> yes. Freak out like, internally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll, and it's just, yeah, my goodness. It, it, the alternatives are dire. So what I love is that you're giving us hope. You're giving us resources and tools. And that's what it's all about, right? Like I don't, I personally don't like dwelling in the negativity of it, the 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 harshness of it, the 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 darkness of it. But we need to be aware so that we can address 
the reality of the situation, right? So there's that filter that we talked about. We've sort of touched on sextortion, which uh, teen boys are definitely a target of, but there is still no one profile that is more attractive than others. And they're using uh, games and chats through games that our kids love, like roadblocks, right? And so can we talk a little bit about that? You've posted something about four or five things you need to know about roadblocks, like there are condos with people well you tell me yes so roblox one of the most popular if not the most popular game for children ages 5 to 12 yeah has you know a lot of a lot of fun and engaging and and um safety elements to it you know the roblox team has actually done a really good job of making the platform safer for kids through a variety of, of safety measures that they implement and then they uh, enable parents to implement. So this is not a slam on Roblox. Right. However, bad people do bad things with good tech. And so the most recent thing that our team stumbled upon was this concept called condo games, which, okay, you think it's like people playing house or whatever. Well, it's kind of like the underground Roblox code for um, simulated sex, you know, and it's uh, all it takes is a quick Google search of just condo games, Roblox. And if you don't get taken right to specific games that are showing that you'll see screenshots and YouTube videos of essentially, you know, Roblox characters simulating sex and other uh, inappropriate things. Um, and it's not it's not just that, you know, that's just one thing. Because it's really like a game of whack-a-mole that, you know, will pop up one day and be gone the next. It'll be another thing that you would never know what it was until yeah. you knew what it was. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the proliferation of content outside of the platform, which it was created intended, is another issue that we're seeing. You know, you might not let your child play Roblox, but if you let them browse YouTube long enough, they're going to see Roblox video games, you know, on YouTube. Or if you don't let them on TikTok, they're still going to see TikToks on YouTube or repurposed on Instagram, or it's, again, it's a game of whack-a-mole. You know, that's such a great point because uh, I think that for for the most part, we feel maybe, and maybe this is an ignorant statement, I'm not sure, but that like YouTube is kind of safe, right? There's, you know, is this content for children? Is it for adults? You know, all all these different things. And then uh, only to find out that actually you can just, if you're a kid, you can watch the stuff that you're not allowed to. So it's like, you know, a side door into that world. If you're not allowed to play, you just watch it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's intriguing. And that's another thing to talk about with your kids is that, you know, age appropriate sexual curiosity is okay. It's normal. It's okay. And normal to be curious about our bodies and development and, um, you know, somebody you might be attracted to. And there's a lot of things that are appealing and you want to and learn more about, but it's just best to do it Uh, in a safe way. So you don't stumble upon misinformation or extreme violence and abuse or, or bad people looking to do bad things with, you know, seemingly beautiful things. And it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's conversations to have and, and your children need to know that your first course of action, again, isn't going to be to punish them or take away Mm -hmm. their form of entertainment or take away their access to the outside world or their peers, but it's going to be to, Hey, let's recalibrate Let's let's maybe report this account, okay, right? Show them how to report problematic or concerning things. 
talk to them about the addictive nature of certain forms of entertainment, what it does to your brain and why we need to diversify where we spend our time and, and how, how we just spend our days, right? Not sitting all day. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's that's really great points. Really, really good point. I, I love that. And uh, and I want to I want to share something that Bark uh, you've posted. I saw it on Instagram. I'm sure it's everywhere, but it is a post here that says um, these kids revealed how little their parents really know, admitting to secret accounts, sexual content, bullying, and more. And you know, one thing I want to say about sexual content is that this this is sort of like giving our kids a device at the time when their sexuality is coming online, right? And we do have to recognize and maybe even explain to our kids, and maybe we need a reminder too, that sex and sex drive is a drive, right? Like it's something undeniable. And if we shame it, if we make it confusing for our kids, if we tell them that it's something bad, then they're going to go underground even more. Like, let's just, can we not just bring it out into the open? It's a shared human experience. We all, every single one of us, like our kids are here because of that drive, right? So like, let's talk about the fact that there is that. And like, you're going to be interested in things. Let's talk about what that means for you. Right? A hundred percent. Yeah. There's a book that I love called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures um, that helps to explain pornography and, and, you know, what it does to your brain and, and why it's actually harmful for us and for even the people who are in that trade. And, um, it's a wonderful book. I highly recommend it. If you're like, okay, how do I talk to my kid about this? Yes. Well, in fact, I've had Kristen Jessen on this podcast twice. So we are all about it. We are all about it. So, and that's why I love talking to people like you because it just reinforces that message even more, right? Um, and so here's a couple of the posts from that post uh, on what my parents don't know. So this person said, what my parents don't know about social media is that I'm on it till like 2 a.m. every day. Another kid said, uh, what my parents don't know about social media is that there's a lot of cyberbullying, sexting porn, and people that don't care about you and try to make you feel like crap. And then another child said, um, what my parents don't know about social media is that I have a secret rant account and I talk about my mental health um, and I also have internet friends. Uh, and then I'll, I'll read one last one. Um, what my parents don't know about social media is that kids really get bullied and there is a lot of inappropriate things and nudity. A lot of kids have secret accounts or send inappropriate things. Yeah. I mean, and that just scratches the surface of it. Right. And those are like Finsta accounts, right? Fake Insta accounts. Yeah. It's, um, you'd be surprised you, you think, you know, what's happening with your kids. Um, you know, you, you're inside the same house with them, right? You're inside the same walls and roof and they might be, you know, sitting an arm's length away from you on the sofa, but, but what's in front of their eyeballs and what's in front of your eyeballs, totally different things. You know, I had, uh, I had a client that, uh, I, I just, I just love her. She's the most wonderful mom. She has two bio kids and then a whole bunch of foster kids. And then she's adopted some of them. So she is like the, just the most beautiful woman. And one of her kiddos said that she is 
now a lesbian. And um, she came to that conclusion because she became addicted to porn. And this is a Christian household, a very intentional mom, a really beautiful mom. And so, you know, just, just to know that it can happen right under your nose, you know, she did things like, okay, we don't, we don't play on our phones or devices behind closed doors or in the bedroom or in the bathroom or, you know, anything like that. And it can just happen like that. So we've just got to be aware. We've got to be more curious and, uh, and just, use what's out there. And thankfully we have you, we have you and Bark to help us. Uh, and I just want to say like, thank you so much from moms like me who are just like, it's hard enough raising a child, raising a typical kid, never mind a child with extra needs. And, you know, that's my specialty is kiddos that are extra and, you know, are difficult to parent. And then we have this other side that we're fighting against as well. And uh, it's no wonder parents need help. It's no wonder, you know, that we're struggling and we're burning out. It's no wonder. Um, I wonder if you can help to um, give us some advice for disconnecting kids from devices. Like, okay, it's time to go to school, you guys, or it's time for dinner, time to get to bed. What do you say about actually removing a child's eyeballs from the device that they're on? <laughs> yes. So it is a multifaceted approach. Yes. You, okay. It's like you can't give your three-year-old a tub of their favorite ice cream and a spoon and then come back two minutes later and be like, I'm just going to take this away now. They're going to lose it. Right. Right. No, you can't do that. So think about the position they're in. Um, it, you need to have constant conversations about the pull that this tech has on us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how it affects our brain and the, the pleasure centers of our brain, the dopamine, mm-hmm. the serotonin, all of that. And we have to continue to emphasize, hey, we as humans are going to remain in control of this tech. We are not going to let this tech remain in control of us. So when mom comes to tell you, hey, it's dinner time, your first instinct is going to be to recoil in anger, maybe like, no right? Because you're so in it and I get it because of the physiological mechanisms of how we're made up, but we have to take a deep breath, recalibrate, know that we can come back to it. It's not going anywhere. There's nothing that is, you know, life or death or mission critical. You can come back to it, but you got to eat and you have to take breaks for your mental health and your physical health. Also, I highly recommend having those conversations with your kids when they're not in front of the screens. (laughs) Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. (laughs) And give them, give them a heads up, right? Maybe, you know, there's 20 minutes. Okay. 10 minutes. Okay. Five minutes. We don't always have time to give them that, that grace period, but it is easier if you've given them a heads up versus just coming in and be like, okay, we're done. Um, and, and have, have a little bit of, um, an understanding too. Like, are they in the middle of finishing a text and like, it'd be really cool if they could just finish it, go ahead and let them send it. That's fine. Are they playing a video game that they can absolutely pause and not lose any, you know, life juice or whatever? They can pause. Um, Also, don't be afraid to implement built-in screen time controls that come with whatever device they have. You know, I have a limit on certain games and, and uses for a variety of tech that my child has access to. And I set those ahead of time. So, you know, he might only have two hours a day allotted for something. And when it runs out, it runs out. That's it. Period. End of story. Um, so, you know, like with the bark phone, for example, if it is dinner time and you've had the conversations, 
and they are not listening and they're not following the rule, uh, you can just from your parent phone, open up the Bark app, click on your child's Bark phone and say, pause. And then the phone becomes a brick, a very expensive brick. I love it. So, you know, it's, it's a balance, uh, yeah. but you have to do it. Yeah. Well, and, and one of the things that I'd love to add too, is that, you know, barking, if you will, at your child, like, Kate, get off, get off, time to get off, time to get off, time to get off. And then you start to ramp up your, you get a little, if you're me, you get a little bit more shrill, you get louder, you get more angry. And then you're saying things like, have to get so mad before you get you get off and blah 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 like why you know why why do I have to get you know all this stuff right when in fact our strategy was flawed from the beginning if we go and we just connect with them we go to where they are and what you said is to understand that like we can't just rip it out of their hands we can't just just and look I've pulled the cord from the wall I've done that you know yeah. and that wasn't that I wasn't bringing my a game to my parenting that in that moment you know no um and it doesn't lead to more cooperation. It leads to resentment. It leads to argument. It leads to disconnection. And so having those conversations, like you said, when there isn't a screen there, maybe at the dinner table, maybe when you're driving in the car, you know, it's less threatening. You just, just chat about it. And, and I love it. I love blaming your brain. Like, no, that's just the way your brain, yeah, your brain is just reacting or like, you're not going to let that device be the boss of you. And also I think adding in like, Hey, do you, you know, we don't want these apps controlling you. Like they're just trying to sell you stuff. They're trying to get you. Do you want to be a pawn in their scheme? Like, no, you know, like sort of the injustice of it. And I know teenagers are very tuned into injustices. Yes. So that is a great way to get them sort of thinking about, okay, though, I don't want to be your, you know, pawn. No, not at all. And, and one thing I neglected to, to mention, which is maybe even more critical than any of the things we talked about is modeling. You cannot tell your child to do the thing that you're, to not do the thing that you're doing, right? right. If you're telling them to get screens, but you're on screens at the dinner table, you haven't turned it on silent. You haven't turned it upside down. Come on. I'm let's sorry, not, did let's you say not... I missed that? I was texting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. What did you say? Did you say something? I don't a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like if you're on your phone the entire time you're watching TV too, like, yeah. Uh, hello. Yeah. We got to have some self-awareness, right? Keep ourselves in check. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally get that. Well, look, I just want to say that, you know, this world is ever changing and ever evolving. And so um, following accounts like yours, being in a Facebook group like yours, parenting in a tech world, uh, you know, following you uh, and Bark on Instagram, and I'm sure you're everywhere. Um, where, where, where are you everywhere? You're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and then your website, right? You're on all of the things. Yep. Yeah. Wherever you are, chances are I'm there yeah. and there aren't with my name. So you'll find me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. Okay. So follow Titania, follow Bark. It's Titania Jordan and Bark.us. Um, and, and it's just, it's just like, I just love every second of it because 
as things change and grow and morph, you are changing, growing and morphing along with it. So we need you in our back pocket, literally. Uh, so thank you so much. And look, if you're in the States, that bark phone, uh, I hope I can say it's $49 a month. You said an expensive brick. I don't think that's that much. You're going to spend that much anyway on a phone for your kiddo. So why not have one that you have complete control over? Um, the app is the app is I'm assuming Apple and Android as well. Yeah. Um, and your logo is a cute little blue, blue circle with a little dog in it. Yeah. And there may, be, may or may not be a dog in the background uh, right now who just made himself herself comfortable on your couch. So cute. I love it so much. Um, so Titania, thank you so very much for all that you're doing. And in Parent Toolbox, we do have the Bark blog and on online safety tips for parents and stats and re resources on alarming trends in kids' online behavior throughout 2020. Plus, of course, we have uh, what you've just dropped today, which is your, um, uh, your uh, what did you call it? Your um... the check contract and the annual report. That's the one. I was like feverishly going into the chat to see what we just talked about because I, I totally forgot. Okay, yes, those things will also be in the description in the toolbox. Parent-toolbox.com is where you go to get all that good stuff. And I think we're done here for now. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. You are, you're my hero. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and connection.